welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for supporting Benevolence Podcast. I pray that as you tune in every week, you are empowered, blessed, and encouraged to be the best version of yourself. You are tuning into Episode 5, Daughter of a King. On this episode of Benevolence, we will be chatting virtually with our special guests. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. On this episode of Benevolence, I have a very special guest joining me at the table today. She is actually the sister of our previous guest, Edmarie Rivera. She is a beautiful woman of God and is an amazing mother and wife. Today, we are chatting virtually due to our long distance, and I'm so excited to have her here to share her testimony with us today. So without further ado, I have Alexandra Martinez joining me at the table today. Hey, girl. Hi, it's so good to be here. <laughs> thank you. It's so great to have you. First and you know, first off, thank you so much um, for your willingness. I know this is a big step for you. Um, yes. And you know, we did um, read our testimonies a couple years ago, um, but now it's. I know you're taking like a, a another step forward and and being a little bit more detailed in your in your testimony. So, um, but I know that you're your story must be heard. So, and I know it's going to bless um, our listeners for sure. So thank yeah. you again. Of course. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be good. You're going to be great. Um, but before we begin, before you tell us your story, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, my name is Alexandra Martina. I was previously uh, Alexandra Rivera. Mm-hmm. I am Pastor Edgar uh, Rivera and Claudia Rivera's um, oldest daughter, um, which is, and Marie's my, my sister, and Gandito's my brother. Um, I am 30 years. I just turned 30 last August. Oh. <laughs> and I know it's, it was definitely an interesting one because I was, happened to be pregnant. Um, <laughs> I know it was, it was fun, but it wasn't so fun. It was just, but um, I am a mother of two. I have two daughters, Amelia, who's three, and Emily, who's six months. I am a wife uh, to Robert, and I'm a stay-at-home mom, actually. I'm blessed, and I'm able to stay home and raising our girls. I am the youth leader at our church, El Santo Cristiano, in Deerfield Beach. And um, excited, excited to do this. <laughs> Oh, we're so happy to have you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, without further ado, whenever you're ready, you can um, share with us what God has done in your life. All right. Um, This is like the first time that I've actually like sat down and like had to really remember a lot of things in detail. So I went through so many emotions going back to the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad because there was a lot of things that I let out of my chest. So oh, it was, good. it was really good. So, all right. So I am actually, um, from Guatemala. My mm-hmm. family originally is from Guatemala and I was born in Guatemala city. Mm-hmm. I, my, I have two parents, uh, my mom and my dad, my biological parents, uh, met in Guatemala and they got married. They had four girls. They had Claudia, they had uh, Viviana, and then they had Margarita, and then they had me. Mm. 
I am the youngest of the four girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom, you know, traditional household in, you know, most Latin countries, I would assume is, uh, you know, the dad works, the mom stays at home and yeah. takes care of the house and takes care of the kids. Um, so that was the, the, you know, the structure of the house, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and um, everything, you know, to me through pictures, I don't remember a lot of Guatemala, um, you know, through pictures, it seemed like everything was pretty well, you know, they, there's pictures of family vacations, of mm-hmm. my Claudia's quince, there was a, it seemed like what it, you know, to me, it seemed like a good family, you know, yeah. the, the, the dream, you know, and, uh, but it wasn't like that. Mm. During their marriage, my mom experienced a physical, verbal, emotional uh, abuse from my dad. Mm. He was very unfaithful to my mom as well. Mm-hmm. He actually has um, two kids from two different women that were conceived during their marriage. Wow. I have a half-sister and a half-brother. Okay. I have a sister, actually, um, that was born the same year I was born. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. And my mom, you know, took it all because that yeah. was just what I guess, you know, she was – you just take it, you know, you just take it. He's, he's the, he's the one that brings the money to the table. So just take it. And, um, well, so one day, I guess my dad just decided to, you know, come to live to the United States. Mm-hmm. He, uh, we don't know the reason, but you know, he decided to move here, uh, straight to Florida. Mm-hmm. And he first brought Claudia and Viviana mm-hmm. that were the oldest at that time. Uh, Claudia was 16. Mm-hmm. I believe, and Viviana was 15. And his plan was to come here and live with a woman, one of the moms oh, wow. uh, that he that lived here in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he took them to go live with the mistress and left my mom, me, and Margarita in Guatemala. Okay. When he came over here, um, when he went to live with, with the woman and, and Claudia and Viviana, um, the woman apparently bought a house and mm-hmm. told my dad that they were only allowed to come live with them if they had bowed down to her. Oh, my God. I know, which they didn't. So right. he just left them in the streets. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, they speak about how he just told them, all right, well, there you go. He went back, he went back to Guatemala. And at this time, um, he decided to bring my mom, my sister, and myself mm-hmm. here, which we don't know why, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, we to this day, we don't understand, but he did. Um, he brings us here, and he apparently he dropped my mom off at someone's house for her to just clean their house. Mm-hmm. Um, took me and Margarita. Margarita, I want to say, she's six years older than me, so okay. I was about three so she was you know what nine or so and yeah and so we go live with him and this mistress Mm. um this lady if i was to even begin to tell you talk evil stepmother that was like a kind word (laughs) oh my gosh yeah she was um she was she was very mean like to this day like we speak and we're like why was she so mean to us like we didn't do anything to her um she uh would do she would do horrible things um yeah i was a kid so Mm -hmm. i can only eat so much and she would like serve dinner and like my dad was like 
very strict with, you know, you have to finish meals and you don't waste food. And, and I would finish my meals and she would come behind my dad's back and like refill my plate and say, I didn't eat. Like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like I ate and, you know, there's a form of punishments that, Mm -hmm. you know, she thought they would be fair. Like, you know, she would like put me in a, I was scared of the tort, uh, tortoise, am I saying that right? Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. A tortoise. Yeah, she would. She had a huge one in her house. I don't know why, but she would just like put me in the room, locked in with that a tortoise. And I mean, I was like three or four years old. Oh I was God. terrified of it. So different from my kid because my kid loves them, and I'm just like, oh my gosh! Like I was so terrified of them. <laughs> are you still scared to like? Are you still scared of them? No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> I know some no. people just you know they hold that for life. You know what I mean? Right. No, I, I mean, I was a kid and you're, yeah. I mean, it was a different country. It was a different woman. Like I wasn't, you know, it was a different mm-hmm. home. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I was a kid and my, yeah. I mean, now it's, it's not like that anyways, but, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> but yeah, she was, she was not very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, I don't know when my sisters were out in the streets, they got a hold of my mom my, um, my biological mom, they got a hold of her. And, um, you know, they, they've realized, wait a minute, like, we're together, we got to go get, you know, Ale and, and, and Margarita. Yeah. And uh, so they found out the school that I was at. And from what I'm told is that my dad and his mistress had flown back to Guatemala for I don't know what and um, a family member reached out to my sisters and said, Hey, they're here. Like, this is your chance go to go get them. You know, they're, they're, they're in school. I don't know who we were left with, but. Oh, wow. I know. So my sister, um, isn't that crazy? It sounds like that a movie. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently my mom and my sisters, um, went and got me and my other sister. So it was like a rescue. And, um, so we, that was like in West Palm. And then that's Palm Beach County. And then uh, we end up at, in Pompano Beach. Mm-hmm. There's like a street called Hamelsville. And if you're from around this area, Hamelsville mm-hmm. is not a place for, you know, five, four young girls and their mom to be living in alone. Yeah. Um, so we were renting out this like efficiency. And um, we were blessed to be able to find a roof and and, and a place to stay, which was mm-hmm. a blessing. But this place was just so small, and and um, the neighborhood was a rough neighborhood. And um, I remember, like, living there, and, uh, it, I mean, it was super tiny. It was uh, unit number four. They no longer <laughs> exist. They oh, had to, wow. like, tear those things down. But, wow. um, yeah, this, is, this efficiency only had, like, a small kitchen and a bathroom. And the room was, like everything like you know humble beginnings let's just say yeah and from that place I remember uh, we were able to upgrade to efficiency number one mm-hmm. uh, so we're just you know this is just us moving there uh, you know just for a bigger place because we were five it was five of us living in a little room and so we go from there um, I don't really remember too much about this place just because I was so young. Yeah. But in this, uh, when we were living here in, in Pompano in that, in that's in that area, I remember that, um, there was a man named Hermano Hector, Hermano okay. Hector Gomez. 
Hmm. He was like heavenly sent to us. He was like the man that that would drive the church's van. Yeah. And he came, you know, back then, you know, they would just drive the van into neighborhoods and pick up people and take them to church. And uh, he met Claudia mm. and invited Claudia to church. And Claudia was just like, whoa, I like this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what, what we had gone through, like this, it felt good to go to church. And she loved it. And she brought all of us. And back then, it, it used to call, uh, it was called El Evangelio Completo. Like oh. very Pentecostal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very Pentecostal. And this church, um, it was, uh, El Pastor was um, Pastor Barbaran, Pablo Barbaran. And then my grandma took over the church. Oh, wow. Pastora Marta Rivera, she took over when he left. So, yeah. So, and then it, the name changed. Okay. All right. So that's just a fun fact, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so from that place, um you know, it was rough. We ended up leaving. I remember we moved to what we call the blue apartments mm-hmm. on Dixie. It was um, just still in Pompano. This is also in Pompano. And um, we go to live in the blue apartments. This was uh, where Claudia meets Pastor Edgar. Okay. Wow. Um, this is when Claudia meets Pastor Edgar. And um, so, yeah. And those in those apartments, I'm telling you each place that I lived in because mm-hmm. each one of them has such a crucial like memory you know and um and how often we were constantly having to get up and go because of finances and you know there were not um you know just my mom was working my sisters ended up having to work because you know there was there was no money to support all these all these mouths so yes all right so in the blue apartments pastor edgar meets claudia they start dating Mm -hmm. and um the one thing I remember about this place is I had a cat. <laughs> okay. I had a cat named Chester. Mm-hmm. And um, this cat was so special to me. My mom, my, my mom found this cat in a dumpster. Okay. And she found him as a kitty. And, you know, she was, she found him and she thought, you know, hey, Ali would like this. So she brought me this cat and it was a kitty. And it, I, I had it, you know, for a while to where it was just like grown and, you know, it was like my comfort, like my, yeah. my, the one thing I had to myself. And one day, you know, I let Chester out to use the bathroom and he's gone. Wow. And I was like, so scared. I was like, Oh my God, like, you know, somebody took Chester or Chester ran away mm-hmm. and come to find out my dad actually found was around. I don't know where he comes from again. Like mm-hmm. he comes and takes my cat and throws him off the highway. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't like, no. it's just, yeah, he would, my dad, he would, like, disappear. Mm-hmm. Like, when he went to Guatemala, I, I was, you know, we didn't hear from him. And then he would just randomly pop up and, like, do just random things. Like, yeah, it was so weird. But And it seems like it was, like, intentional <clears throat> to hurt you guys in some way or form. Yeah. You know? Or would, I you, guess, would, you, would you see it that way or? Yeah, I mean, to some extent. To or some extent. Maybe you upset at your mom. No, that, that, I mean, once I keep telling you, you'll find out who. Yeah. His, his name was um, Edgar as well. Isn't that crazy? God. Yes. His real name was Edgar. And it's so, he, he just, that Edgar was special. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So 
from then, uh, the blue apartments, we go to live um, in, a, in what we call the yellow apartments. We lived mm -hmm. so often that we had, like, names for yeah. these places. And mm -hmm. um, same city. Uh, here is where uh, Claudia actually leaves because she gets married to Pastor okay. Edgar. Okay. So, you know, here. Um, but before then, uh, my real mom, my biological mom, mm -hmm. you know, my dad and her separated okay. because you know my dad was just out and about doing his thing and um when he brought us here he just kind of like brought us here to fend for ourselves kind of you know yeah. just like it was so weird and so my mom just they weren't together and she meets a man mm. um a man who you know steals her heart and um he didn't live in the same city he lived uh, a few hours away uh, north from us and you know she starts traveling to see him the traveling became a little more frequent mm -hmm. uh, became more frequent with longer stays and mm -hmm. one day she just didn't come back oh my god and um my mom uh you know he just i don't know to this you know she just gets up and goes and i kind of remember the day actually the last time yeah. that I, I saw her walk out the door wow. i was about five years old mm -hmm. and um, i was in the living room and she came back in to take a bird she had as a pet <laughs> yeah yeah she took a bird and um and that was it i i used to sleep with my mom mm -hmm. and this these apartments were so oh my god i'm like so nervous because i'm like reliving all this like Oh. Um, yeah, my mom, that was, that was when my mom, that was the last place I lived with my mom. Yeah. Um, I used to sleep with her. Mm. Um, and I remember that, like, you know, when she was gone, I would cry and cry and cry and cry and cry mm. because I knew she wasn't coming back. I mm. actually um, used to sleep with a picture Mm -hmm. of her underneath my pillow mm. just to kind of feel her close to me you know yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. and um that picture is what I have as my caller ID for her now oh wow just just I don't know you know it's just I was a kid I didn't have my mom yeah um I used to sleep with my mom I didn't have my dad yeah um you know I had my sisters but you're talking about you know my sisters had to, they were all going through the same thing too. You yeah, know? for sure. Because they, they, they all have their own story as well. You know? Exactly. They're four girls and, and we're, all going, we're all going through the same thing. Obviously, I'm a child. Mm -hmm. and I'm a kid. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand a lot of things. But um, here's where my mom actually uh, takes up and goes. And she takes her stuff. And, and we actually don't, I don't believe we saw her again until Pastor Edgar and Claudia's wedding. Oh my god. Um no yeah. Way. They got married and I she's she's just, I mean she's in the pictures. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um so yeah, so uh she this is she's gone. This this is when she leaves and she starts a whole new life. Um to this day I don't understand why, you know, you don't take your kids, you know, you take your kids and go live somewhere yeah, but exactly. mm -hmm. um you know she she has her own reasonings and uh 
Uh, so it's just us four girls left behind. No dad, no mom. Wow. Uh, actually, Claudia, um, she had to drop out of high school to work because mm -hmm. she was the oldest. And now she's had to take on, you know, her sisters and yeah. uh, while planning a wedding. Wow. And it was crazy. Like, so um, I want to say they got married in 97. Okay. They've been married for a long time. I want to yeah. say it's 97. <laughs> so, um, anywho, they get married. And uh, so it's just um, once she leaves, now she had all the right to, you know, she's mm -hmm. getting married. And, yeah. and um, my dad's, you know, he's come, he comes in and out. Um, I felt like at one point my mom and my dad, like, tag team, you know, like, yeah. she was out, he would come. When he would go, she would come. And yeah. to one point, they both just stopped coming. Oh, my God. Um, so Viviana, uh, who's the second oldest, she's now watching over me, Margarita, and she happens to uh, have a daughter. She she was a teen mom, mm -hmm. and she had her daughter, uh, we call her Mena, mm -hmm. and uh, we're there, and, you know, again, my dad's in and out, and um, one day that he actually comes to the house, he come, it was a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. He comes and um, he kicks us out. My dad was the kind of man that he was a mujeriego. I don't know how to say that. Uh, yeah. A womanizer, isn't that? A womanizer. That? <clears throat> okay. Yep. Big time. Wow. And uh, one day, you know, he had a, an urge. He had a woman. He comes to the, those, you know, he comes knocking on the door and tells us, get out. It's 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday. You know, you would think I'd be read, in bed already getting ready for mm -hmm. For the next day and um he kicks us out me viviana uh i'm sorry margarita mm -hmm. and viviana's daughter kicks us out tells us go somewhere like find somewhere to be i you know i need this place right now oh my goodness um it was uh was I remember, he was he and like did he rent the apartment at least or was i i'm not sure who paid the bills i'll be honest with you to this day i, I don't know who how we paid bills because yeah. my mom, I want to say my mom worked, but I don't know how, I mean, this is why we were always constantly moving. Like, yeah, you know, I don't, my dad, I don't know. Like, honestly, who Viviana, if Viviana was in charge my mom was gone, so there was, she wasn't yeah, paying yeah. anything. But wow. honestly, I can't even say if my dad did, if my dad, even if he did or didn't, he mm -hmm. was going to make himself the king of the house, you exactly. know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, he, one night he like kicks us out and um, Viviana found herself in the street with all of us. Yeah. And she decides, you know, I'm just going to walk to the nearest gas station. And um, he, uh, she calls Pastor Edgar. Mm -hmm. Pastor Ed Once Pastor Edgar came into our lives, mm -hmm it became he became like our hero like we would call him when we needed him to yeah. defend us to protect mm -hmm. us you know he became our protector yes for sure um so I remember like you know she called him and said hey like we need help like we're out in the streets mm -hmm. he comes and um you know if you know pastor edgar he comes mm -hmm. and he's in full range like yeah he's ready to fight somebody because mm -hmm. he couldn't you know comprehend like how do you kick your daughters out in the street and and for that reasoning yeah um 
you know, that, that night it was, it was a nasty fight between them, not physical, but Mm -hmm. you know, he had to defend us. He defended us that night and which my dad was not a fan of anybody confronting him, whether he was wrong or right. Mm -hmm. He was the man, you know, and, um, and, you know, my dad comes, uh, Pastor Edgar comes and, and he, you know, tells my dad, Hey, you gotta go. Like if you, gonna do this do it somewhere else Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) the 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 woman the woman that um he had there that night um we all had nicknames for them Mm -hmm. and uh we used to call her la sabrosa like (laughs) 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 because we were just like you know there was just something we had to make fun out of this situation so we would just be like oh which woman was that you know so um, Pastor Edgar kicks my dad out, tells him to go somewhere else. We go in the house. We, we go to sleep. The next morning, my dad got very physical with Viviana for, mm-hmm. for calling for help. Wow. Um, my dad, my, my real dad, um, had a, a problem with, with women. Yeah. He had a very sick problem. He wasn't a drug addict. He wasn't an alcoholic. But his addiction was women. Mm. Um, there was not enough women for him. There was not, you know, one, one woman at a time was a joke, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. um, so he just, whenever he had a chance with a woman, you know, it was, even if it was this kids out in the streets, he was going to have that woman, you know, um, he was going to make things available for, for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyhow, uh, yeah, my, uh, you know, from those apartments, those no no place that we ever lived in lasted long. Yeah, we actually from there we end up going to. Um, uh, this is my dad. My dad does something that, or we do something to him apparently, and he gets upset and takes off, and then we okay. don't care from him. Mm. So then we find ourselves like, hey, we we need to move again. Yeah, and uh, we had so many people in our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that were willing to help us, um, extended, you know, their, their, uh, you know, they welcomed us with open arms at all times. And there was this, uh, his, his name was Hermano Juan. Mm-hmm. And they used to, they used to own a house in Deerfield, which is really close to Pompano. And mm-hmm. um, they had an efficiency in the back. And at this time, you know, it was just Viviana, Margarita, Viviana's daughter and myself. And mm-hmm. we go, live in that efficiency because that's you know all we can afford i guess and yeah. um we go there um we we live with them they help you know they're just they knew the situation they try to make the best out of it they try to you know he had two sons and they just tried to give me like you know teach me like how to ride a bike and you know they they like mm-hmm. extended their their you know, they they just they were always so sweet to us. And from yeah. then, my dad comes back. <laughs> oh wow! Um, he comes back, and we rent out a house in the same area. He um, doesn't that again doesn't last. We go live somewhere else. I constantly moving. Yeah. The moral story: we're constantly moving because it's very inconsistent. Yes. He's very inconsistent. This my mom's gone, so we're, our only hope is my dad, mm-hmm. my real dad. Um, at one point, my Viviana gets married. 
um, then it's Margarita and me left. Um, Margarita ends up having to leave to go move um, with my mom. And it's just me. Mm-hmm. Now this is where I'm, I gave you all the rundown of how it's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, from when it's me, my dad finds himself like no one else can take care of me. Like who's going to take care of me? Yeah. Mind you, I'm a child. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, you know, I can't fend for myself. At this time, I'm like only like nine years old. Mm-hmm. Like all of those times I'm moving, it's only been nine years. Like Wow. Uh, so it's like nine, 10 years, whatever. And, um, he, he finds, wait, now I have to take her with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so majority of the time I have always spent with Claudia, who, who is my oldest sister. And, you know, she's always, uh, taken me, um, every time my dad, you know, like he was just yeah. like in his thing I would always end up with Claudia always end up with Claudia always even even mm. if I somewhat lived with my dad it was just that night time like wow. the whole day was with Claudia he just picked me up I'd go to sleep start okay. the next day go to school go with Claudia oh my and um that didn't last long because yeah. um at one point uh you know his lifestyle I was a burden on him yeah and uh, he was, you know, putting the responsibility on, on Claudia. And um, one day, he's like, oh, wait, like, can I leave her with you guys for like two weeks? And I'll give you 50 bucks a week for, you know, just wow. to feed her, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, no problem, you know. And uh, two weeks turned into two months. And they're like, hey, like, when are you going to come pick her up? Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of your responsibility. And... uh he was like, no, 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 give me a few more weeks, give me a few more weeks. Apparently, he was buying time um, with them because he was offering me to other people in our, within our church. Oh, wow. um, he was just trying to see, okay, if I can give her away, you know, to somebody else for two weeks here, two weeks there, you know, just mm-hmm. buying his time. Wow. I don't know what his intent or for how long he was trying to do that for, but... I guess, you know, Claudia and Edgar were putting pressure on him. Like, hey, you got to come pick her up. Mm-hmm. Um, he apparently was offering me to, like, single men in our church. <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, he was just trying to relieve uh, his duty, you know. He was mm-hmm. – uh, and now when I look back at that, I'm like, can you imagine, like, what would have happened to me if I ended up in the wrong hands? I like, know. I it's so crazy. It is but, crazy. of course – Thank God for, for Pastor Edgar and for Claudia. Yes. Um, they, when they figured out what was going on, they were just like, all right, that's fine. Like, we'll just, we'll just keep her. Like, what are yeah. they going to do? You know, they're mm-hmm. like, what are we going to do? Put her on the streets? Like, um, so they, they actually began, you know, legal process to legally adopt me. Okay. And um, that's how I am Pastor Edgar's daughter. And mm. I thought I Claudia's um daughter so funny because when people like you know when they say oh this is my daughter and I'm a 30 old married woman with kids (laughs) they're like whoa 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 what (laughs) (laughs) when did you have her Mm -hmm. uh but legally yes they did become my parents Mm -hmm. thank god yeah um they legally became my um I remember with the legal the adoption process um they asked you know if I wanted to change my name I was I was born a Lopez yeah and then 
you know, they were like, do you want to change to a Rivera? And this was the time, Ceci, where I was like, oh, like, oh my God, I'm going to have like a family. Like, wow. Have like the same last name. Like oh I'm going to have a mom. I'm mm-hmm. going to have a dad, you know, like, yeah. with, and, and I had a family, but it was a broken family. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it was inconsistent. It was very, you know, uh, I had a dad, but I didn't have a dad. I had mm-hmm. a mom, but my mom left. So I was, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I remember they, they asked me, you know, do you want to change your last name? I'm like, yes. Like we're all five of us are going to have like the same last name. Yes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually remember the day, uh, I remember when the adoption process, um, you know, the conversation came up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they contacted my mom mm-hmm. first and she said, no, 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 no. Like, that's my kid. Mm. And they're like, okay, well, we'll send her to you. And she's like, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so she signs the papers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the day that my dad signed the papers, he came over our house, mm-hmm. uh, sat on our dinner table. Uh, signed them you know didn't really give he didn't really say much he just signed them looked over and I can just like I remember just like like just you know leaning over in Pastor Edgar and he's just like holding me while I'm like bawling wow I was like you know this whole time it was it was inconsistently having him and I felt like the one chance that I can have them all to myself, he just mm-hmm. gave me away. Wow. Um, but, you know, <laughs> what can I do? I, I, I couldn't ask uh, for better uh, legal parents, exactly. you know? Yes. Um, so years go after, um, you know, throughout my whole life and all my sisters, they mm-hmm. can say the same thing. My dad. Um, he used us like a punching bag. Okay. Um, he knew that his inconsistency mm-hmm. was bad. And he knew that when he came, we loved it. Yeah. I mean, we loved to have a dad. You know, you felt protected. You felt, you felt like, okay, this is going to be good. He's going to stay this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it was on and off, on and off. Even when I lived with um, Edgar and Claudia, you know, he still felt he can still come in and out of my life from then. Um, we, uh, my dad's like, you know, in and out of our lives. Like, even as he no, him no longer having me as his responsibility, um, he, whenever things didn't go his way or you know, he was upset about something or if he didn't have a woman <laughs> yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. uh, he would reach out to one of us to see who he can take his anger off on. Wow. Um, he would just come and like, you know, demand uh, certain things, demand to be respected as a dad he thought he was, you know. Yeah. And, um, I don't know why uh, my dad my dad had a very strong character. He mm-hmm. was a very strong character. Um, nice. But when he was in his mood, mm-hmm. he was um, very abusive, very uh, in any shape and form. Like yeah. he couldn't no longer be physical abusive towards us mm-hmm. because now we had 
someone to protect us and that was pastor edgar yeah um he could you know pastor edgar would never let him physically or you know some whatever abuse my claudia Mm -hmm. and now no longer me yeah and my other two sisters had husbands too you know they have husbands and no husband's gonna allow Mm -hmm. anybody to disrespect um their their wives and um so yeah my dad's constantly in and out in and out uh you know just um so calm and uh you know every time he did uh whatever he said we did whatever Mm -hmm. he said to us whether it was nice or not nice we took it we never you know disrespected him because you know we're always taught honor honor your father and your mother you know and so being obedient that's what we did you know we never you know he would call us Mm -hmm. all kinds of names like i was dragged to the floor with the you know the 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 things that he would call us and we were just okay okay like you know I think like most kids would just flip out and yeah don't call me that and we just we just took it in we just took it in um yeah he was he was he was special he was not really a a loving a loving dad um but eventually of course you know I I have uh I even though he wasn't a great example of a father, God mm-hmm. God blessed me with Pastor Edgar, who yeah. it's so weird, you know, he's my brother in law, but yeah. legally my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but thank God for for him. I'm sure yes. that, you know, everybody who who knows him knows what a great man he is. But mm-hmm. I I get I get to know him um and be loved by him on a whole other personal level, yes, you know, absolutely. and mm-hmm. um, loves and supports. And, and to this day, he mm-hmm. is, I'm, I can't, I can't get over. It. I'm like a grown woman and this man will call me and he'll be like, are you okay? Is Robert treating you okay? Like, yeah, like I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he still treats me like his daughter. And that's yeah. why, you know, to this day I say he's my dad and he says I'm his daughter. Awesome. Uh, he, never hesitated you know on taking the responsibility of caring for me mm-hmm. as a daughter um you know and and not being his biological he always treated me like I was I was always included which was so different than what I had you know yeah. um he he would always make sure that I was well that I was okay that I was if I was sick you know he was he was there. Like he was, mm-hmm. he was always taking care of me. He was always loving on me, always disciplining me, Yeah, <laughs> which is another great form of parenthood. Yeah. Um, you know, so he was, he was the dad that I, I didn't have. He became that dad. Um, and imagine like you being a newlywed mm-hmm. and you know, your wife telling you, Hey, you know, yeah, gotta raise my sister too as our own. Like, yeah he took that responsibility and owned it you know that's beautiful so um you know that's really just that my my parents left and um i'm adopted by by pastor edgar pastor claudia Mm -hmm. um and in 2012 um it was like summer 2012 uh, there was an incident that happened um with my dad i don't know much details about it yeah. But I know that there was an incident that made him up. They made they got him upset, and um, you know he was when he was upset. He took it up 
on whoever and um, he would hurt the most. And, and that was us, me and my sisters. Yeah. And he had made a comment that, um, that things didn't go his way. And, mm. and uh, he said that we were no value to him. Like, this is the time where he was just like, you know what, you guys are nothing to me. Wow. And I know, imagine, you know, yeah. your parent, you hearing that from your parent, from your dad and um, saying that, you know, they, those words were so hurtful to yeah. hear. And um, so we never spoke again. We were like, okay, dad, like, if that's how you feel about us, then mm-hmm. there's no, there's no reason to continue this, you know, mm-hmm. the hurt, the pain, like you go your way, we go our way. Yeah. And my sisters were such a unit. My biological sisters were yeah. such a unit that. You know, we were just like, okay, you say that about one, you say that about all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, throughout this whole time with my mom leaving and my dad being inconsistent, it was always us taking care of each other or mm-hmm. them taking, you know, them taking yeah. care of us. And, and uh, so, yeah, we, all four of us decided, you know what? Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And we, years go by and, and 2014, um, I, I'm getting married at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're planning our my wedding, and he's no. I'll be honest with you. He's mm-hmm. not even in, in my mind. Like wow. I'm like I haven't talked to him in a few years, mm-hmm. and didn't get to meet my husband. He was no part in that. Yeah. When my when I met my husband, um, when well I met him, but that I when my husband wanted to date me, you know, the person I felt he needed to ask for approval was not my real dad. It was Pastor Edgar, who was my dad, dad, you know? And um, so my real dad was never, you know, thought about, to be honest with you. So my husband had to win over Pastor Edgar and, um, you know, ask for approval for boyfriend, girlfriend, for marriage. And um, so, you know, party continues. We're planning our wedding. and, um, And that was such a great experience. I feel like, God knew that my dad could not be a part of my life in this season of yeah. my life. It was one of the happiest seasons of my life. Here I go. I'm about to marry a man who, you know, I that loves me unconditionally. And yeah. I knew my dad was always the kind that, you know, he would he's he would ruin it. He would just ruin it. It wasn't about him. He wasn't the king of the house. He wasn't the the man the man of the hour. Then. He would ruin it for me. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know how he found out actually that I was getting married. I'll be honest with you. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess chismosos, you know, I don't know because yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, I don't know how he knew that, that I was getting married. And um, somebody wrote me on my, actually, I can say this, my, um, my half sister mm-hmm. wrote me and uh, said that I broke my dad's heart <laughs> oh, wow. because he wasn't invited to my wedding. Mm. and and she was you know she was my dad was never really with her mom Mm -hmm. so she wasn't used to having my dad in her life and I guess now all of a sudden he's in her life and she had she feels like she had the right to like write me and tell me hey you broke you know you broke his heart you didn't buy him to Mm -hmm. your wedding little did she know you know yeah um so I was just like okay I remember like calling Claudia and I'm like listen I'm not gonna write her back because I don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it was, it was not good to hear that because she didn't, she had no idea that my dad had broken my heart 
repeatedly many 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 times yeah so um so yeah you know where where I remember it. Oh, and there was other comments too, actually. It was comments that, you know, he needed to walk me down the aisle. And I was like, are you guys kidding? Oh my goodness. Like, I, yeah. Um, just because he was my biological dad mm-hmm. didn't mean that. I feel like things like that, you, you earn it. You exactly. know, that's, that's a privilege. That's, Absolutely. that's, um, um, so I remember, you know, there was no questions about it. My dad and the dad and the mom that raised me are the ones that are giving me away. And, and exactly. um, mm-hmm. Pastor Edgar and Pastor Claudia, they, um, they walk me down the aisle and give me away to my husband. Wow, that's awesome. And I don't regret one bit of it. <laughs> they beautiful. gave me away. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom did attend my wedding. Okay. Um, my mom and I relationship, you know, where it's, it's like a distant relationship. Yeah. Um, but close enough to where we speak we're on speaking terms like yeah you know I, I tried to she's never really brought any of the past up mm-hmm. um and I don't either I honestly I feel like I'm good you know I, I I wouldn't change being raised by Claudia and Edgar yeah um so um yeah we just you know we're in speaking we speak we you know she uh she'll call me I'll call her mm-hmm. uh, but it's not really like you know, a mom and daughter relationship, like, yeah, I, you know, I just, I guess I call her just so, you know, we're, we're just, we're good. Like, how are you? I'm good. And you know, how are you? I'm good too, mom. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, so she did come to my wedding. Um, and she walked, um, she was, you know, in the front as my mom. I acknowledge that, you know, she's at the end of the day, she's my mom. Yeah. She's my mom, and she walked with her husband, um, and they have a son. It's my brother. Okay. And uh, we all have a good relationship, you know. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a relationship that, you know, I'm thankful for because at least she's, you know, she's in my life, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in my life, and, and now she, she's at my, you know, she came to my wedding, and, and we danced, and that night was just, I couldn't have asked her about her, you know, I didn't have my dad, that was the important part, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, um, actually, I got married, uh, 12, 13, 14, December wow. 13, 2014, not That's planned, so cool, really, not planned, it was oh so weird, God. so weird, um, but yeah, my, I got engaged August 2014, and, we, I get engaged, I get in the car, and I'm, like, telling Claudia, like, oh, my God, let's start planning. You know, we'll get married next spring. And my husband's like, no, we're getting married in four months. I'm like, whoa, what? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so we got married that day, and awesome. it was so crazy. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, I get married. My dad, I, there's still still no contact with him. We don't know anything about him. We knew he was married. Okay. to another one my dad got married a few times and this okay. is the one woman that um the last woman he he married um we knew he was married we knew he lived nearby um but we didn't know you know whether he was healthy we didn't know whether he was I don't know if he was going to church we didn't, yeah. we didn't know anything about him mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to say one of my sisters tried reaching out to him and he just didn't he didn't pick up. He denied her calls. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways, just years go by. You know, I, I last year, February 24, 2019, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I wake up, we go to church, we, I, you know, that you get like a gut feeling that today is just going to be like, something's off. Yeah. And I remember having that feeling like, hmm, wait a minute, today, but I was pregnant. I was in the beginning, the early stages of my pregnancy. So I didn't know if it was like my hormones or if some, like, it was just like a, I remember, I remember this feeling and it's so hard to explain, but I went to church and I'm like, something's not right. Yeah. And um, I come back, I'm laying on my couch. I, I'm like, just trying to take my, you know, my, my, my Sunday nap. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I get a knock on the door and it is um, Claudia, uh, Viviana, Margarita, or my sisters, my biological sisters, and, and Mari, um, was technically my niece but she doesn't like being called my niece she's yeah. my sister <laughs> yeah she hates it she's like i'm not your niece um they come to my house um which i was surprised because first you know you guys know pastor um uh claudia and nani live in in orlando yes and now i live in boca so they you know i was like what the heck what are you guys doing here like yeah. what are you you know what are, mm-hmm. what are you guys here and they just like stared at me and like a blank face and I'm like hello like what's happening they're like Bobby died oh wow and I was like at first I was like what do you mean like and then it just hit me like she repeated yeah. it and now it hit me and my Bobby died like just like that and I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa. I remember the feeling was so awful um mm-hmm. you know I you know, you, uh, as someone losing a parent is hard. Yes. Someone, but losing a parent with, like, not even being on speaking terms mm-hmm. was, I was like, what in the, I mean, it was so bad that they, I mean, I don't remember much of what happened after I found out, but I just, like, I remember my husband had to, like, walk me to the couch because, I mean, I was pregnant. I was, I was about 16, 15 weeks pregnant with my, my second daughter. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, so apparently, um, my dad being the mujeriego that he was, the womanizer that he was, Mm -hmm. uh, he was married here. He lived here in, in in the Palm beach area. He was married to, he had his wife here, Mm -hmm. but was visiting Guatemala because he had, from what I believe there was like two women that he was oh, visiting wow. oh, in Guatemala there. Yeah. When he passed away, there was like multiple, ah, no, I'm his girlfriend. Oh, I'm his girlfriend. Oh, my goodness. Um, he went to Guatemala to visit um, one or two. I don't know how many he had, but we know it was one particular one. Got sick. My dad was a very healthy man. Yeah. But all of a sudden he gets sick and that, turned into I want to say it was a the flu turned into pneumonia from pneumonia yeah um he didn't care for it so it became he it became um diabetic mm-hmm. and then the diabetes caused a stroke because they, wow. they weren't controlling his sugar yeah um and no one no one took care of him mm-hmm. um apparently he was with this one woman and no one was caring for him like he was sick he was sick and nobody Nobody was there to to care for him. He had his brothers, his sisters that all live in Guatemala and mm-hmm. were all around him during this and no one no one took care of him. Yeah. And he died. Wow. He died um uh unexpectedly, you know. Mm-hmm. They he I'm pretty sure he didn't think he'd go that way, but <laughs> that was he 
he, he was invincible in his mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he passed away. Wow. Um, there were so many questions. Yeah. So, so, so many questions. Um, you know, the whys, the hows, the why didn't you reach out to us? Like, mm-hmm. you know, all these years he had caused our pain. Yeah. You know, we were the daughters. We we were the daughters, not to say that we were perfect, but we were the daughters and we were supposed to be under his care. Yeah. Um, and he, he didn't. He didn't he didn't do his 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 daddy duties, you know. Yeah. He um he chose women over us repeatedly. Um, he would hurt us uh verbally. He knew that that we loved him. We we would always have um, loved him and cared for him, and and he knew that. So he knew what to do to hurt us. You know, mm-hmm. he knew that leaving us would hurt us. He knew talking to us a certain way would hurt us because we loved him so much. Yeah. Um, but he chose women over us, and you know, the idea of him being with a woman that wasn't even his wife, mm-hmm. and he got sick, and he she didn't take care of him having four girls, four daughters that would have taken care of him. It's just wild to me. Like, why yeah. did, why did you choose that? Like you could have mm-hmm. been okay. Yeah. Um, so the next, the, the day after he passed away, um, he, they, my sisters are on a plane to go bury him. You know, it's expensive. He, yeah. If he died, here's one thing. I believe he had like his everything paid, you know, for, if he had happened to pass away here, but he ended up passing away in, in Guatemala. So, so to bring his body to here, you know, it was just yeah. going to be too much money. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we all came in agreement that it'd be best for him to get buried there. You know, his, his family's buried there, his mom, his dad is. Mm-hmm. So, but in Guatemala, you can't just like, you don't wait two, three weeks to get everything arranged. Like there you, the next day you're, you're, uh, you're getting put on the ground. And wow. um, so, I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pregnant. Like I, I said, I was pregnant and I, my doctor advised me not to go because um, Zika is active in Guatemala. And I found myself having to pick, you know, whether I need to go bury my dad mm-hmm. or protect myself and my daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course I, you know, I protect my daughter mm-hmm. and I didn't go. Um, my sisters all went and, you know, they were there while they buried and they buried him and they took off, you know, they took out their, they left everything. They say that they left everything that it felt good. Mm-hmm. Not, not that not felt good that he died, but felt good that it was done. Yeah. Like he could no longer come back and hurt us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, he, we were all hurt by him in so different, in so many different ways. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, after he, he passed away, um, I can't even talk about him without feeling some type of way, um, some with or crying about him because I haven't seen where he lays. Um, I have a six month old. I'm not ready to leave her yet. Mm Um, and I just, I almost don't want him like let it be real that he's gone because, yeah. you know, there was no closure. I, I would be lying to you if I said, you know, that I don't find myself like asking God, like, you know, 
that's it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, he put us in, in so many, so many situations, um, that we were left alone, that we were left, uh, with no body to protect us. Mm-hmm. Um, he had heard us, you know, there was words that he shouldn't have never said to us. There was, um, not, we didn't want apologies, but we wanted, we just wanted our dad, you know, yeah. even, even as grown women, we were just like, man, we would love to just get a phone call from him. And, yeah. and we didn't get that, you know, he heard us, he heard us, he heard us, he heard us. And then he's, poof, he's gone. Yeah. So, you know, it was a lot of questions and, and we, you know, we were like, it's not fair, but mm. you know, time goes by and, and we're just like, you know what? God, at the end of the day, God was just protecting us, you know, yes. from more hurt, more pain, um, hurt, for, you know, now that we're moms, mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute, now we're, that guy was protecting us, but also our kids, because exactly. we believe, you know, he would have, um, so, yeah, we, he, uh, he passed away, and, and he just, it's, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Oh man. Um just just looking back. I'm just, you know, thankful that throughout constantly never having um a stable home growing up, I I was always being looked out for. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never truly abandoned by people who truly loved me. Mm-hmm. You know, my sisters and, um, you know, that we still remained the same mm-hmm. um, and close, you know. And it's so beautiful to see that like, from four girls that didn't have um, parents that loved them and cared for them. Um, you know, there's four marriages, mm-hmm. um, you know, Pastor Edgar, um, Viviana's married to, um, Pastor Jose. He's the senior pastor now of our church since my grandma retired and mm-hmm. Margarita's married to my brother-in-law, Kenson, and I'm married to my husband and all my sisters have been married for, um, over 20 years and close to 20 years. They've been wow. long, long, uh, happy marriages. Thank God. And, I'm only five, but I just got married. Yeah, um, they're much older than I am. Yes. So, um, and out of four marriages, there's ten kids. Wow. I have the tenth. I've given them the tenth grandchild. Yeah, and um, and we're a close knit family, and and it's so beautiful. You know, I'm blessed that that um that I always had my sisters, and 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 plus Pastor Edgar. Um, I don't think that without my sisters and Edgar, I would um be here honestly you know and and also my mom you know I'm thankful that that my mom's still well and alive um that there's there's still a connection between her and I you know um she loves my kids which for me it's makes up for everything you know yes um to me do it to whatever for me it's one thing but my kids you know being the abuela that my kids deserve, it's, it's beyond to me. And, um, and now, you know, I have a, my family of my own. 
Mm -hmm. I have my husband and who I, I am blessed with, you know, he's not abusive in any shape, in any form. He's loving, um, faithful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We serve in, you know, church together and, and we have two girls that we are raising and, and I know that they will never experience anything close to what I had to experience growing up. Yes. So that's, that's how Pastor Edgar and Pastor Claudia are my parents. <laughs> wow. Wow, Alexandra, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I, I'm like so honored to hear this story, you know, firsthand. And I'm sure that a lot of people who know your parents, you know, know Pastor Edgar and Pastora Claudia, like now it, it you know, they probably know of you guys, but they don't know the true story. The true story, yeah. yeah and, and I'm just so happy that, that you are here to share it with me. You know, um, all I see is that throughout all of these situations, these unfortunate situations that you went through, like the hand of God was always there to protect you either yes. way, you know. Um, and even in moments where you probably didn't see it, the hand of God was still present, you know, and his protection was, was right. completely over you. Um, and that's on, honestly, you know, that's something as, as you know, those of us who have testimonies, you know, and in the, at the moment we don't see it, but when you look back and you're able to testify, you begin to see, you know, that God was there because he's, you know, the father to the fatherless, you know? Right. Um, right. Which is, so crazy. Someone actually said to me when they said, you know, like, you know, there's so many questions about my dad's death, you know, mm-hmm. and how he's just gone and how we just wanted a dad. And someone told me, you know, hey, like, you had a father this whole yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Like, your yep. father was always there. Yep. You know, he was there before you even knew he was there. Exactly. And, um, and, and yeah, he's, never left my side that's for sure always protected us and to the point that my sisters and I are like why us yeah like there's so many kids Mm -hmm. that get left and get abandoned and they end up in such bad situations and you know in the foster care system and you know in all these different places and, and that things happen to them that and then we're like why us Lord like why did you pick us for yeah and why did you protect us? Like, what's your, like, I know we have purposes, but like, how big are they? Because yeah. why us, you know, like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. I know it is to, do we share, our, we continue to share our story and, yes, and it's, you know, just to show the world, you know, how big God is. And mm-hmm. when you're, when you're chosen, you're chosen, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, you know, from everything that you've shared with me, that's what I see. I feel like this is just the start for you, Alexandra, you know, the start of, um, you know, you've been walking in this purpose this whole time, but I think now like opening up, sharing your story, I feel like from here on out, you'll be able to, um, you know, share your story more freely. I feel like as you keep telling your story, you'll feel some sense of freedom. You'll feel some sense of healing. Um, right. and, I, and I testified through that because that's the reason why I do benevolence as well. You know, because I know that when I gave my testimony um, to, almost two years ago, I I felt so free, so healed. I felt like, you know, I, I through my story, so many people were, were you know, were, were touched and were blessed and were inspired, you know. And I know that 
that was like the beginning for me. You know what I mean? So that's the same for you, you know, as you continue telling your story to, you know, your community, you know, your, your church, um, to people around you, you know, I know that it's going to leave a seed. You're going to sow a seed in their lives. And then from there, um, you know, you'll see those fruits. When we shared our story at that one, um, that camp, there was young girls coming up and saying, Hey, I don't have a dad. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like in moments that you feel like you're the only one. Yes. Oh, you're not, you know, and, and and young girls, I realized, you know, a camp that these young girls were looking and they're currently going through that hurt. Yes. You know, so, so when you said, you know, God, this, the beginning of this year, Mm-hmm. In 2020, I, I I knew it. God was like telling me, "You're you're stepping out. You're stepping out of your comfort." Wow. You That's are, awesome. and and I'm I'm not one to like open up about you know this yeah. in details and just like talk. Hey, you know what happened to me? Like no, like it's just you know. And plus, speaking to crowds, speaking to you know. Um, but no, he this year, you know, he's like nope. You're stepping out of your comfort, and uh, here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you for taking this <laughs> step, you know, because I know it's big. Um, I have a couple questions I wanted to ask you um, before we conclude this conversation. Um, yeah. I just wanted to just um, ask you, how were you able to heal, you know, from what your parents put you through, or or is it still ongoing, you know? Is, it, is, is the process still kind of like, is it, is that wound still exposed? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't know that I honestly would say that the wounds, you know, I thought the wounds were healed. Yeah. I thought, you know, me getting married, not having him on my wedding and having kids. I was like, fine, I'm good. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Like I've made it out of that, of, of taking all that in from my dad that I was like, mm-hmm. I'm fine. But um, when he died, I I felt wounds were just patched up. Yes. And they were reopened. Um, and I don't, you know, obviously he, he suddenly passed away and there was, there was no closure. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of things that just started to come, you know, um, that, that just, I don't know. I thought that they didn't matter, but they, they did. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you're a child and you hear you're stupid. You think it's, it's not a big deal, but as a child, you know, they are, they, they take in all that stuff. Exactly. And, you know, you wouldn't call your child that because, mm-hmm. you know, it would be hurtful, but, and not me, I was just like, Oh, it's not a big deal. You know, but no, like when you remember all the things he called and that he called me and the things that he would do, like moments that, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There was, it was time I saw certain things yeah. my, my dad doing with women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they were mm-hmm. at that. I was just like, it's not a big deal. But now I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like you put me in those situations. Like, mm-hmm. I don't um, know if seeing his grave, um, yeah. seeing where he lays that he's gone. If, yeah. I, if that's, I don't want to sound ruthless either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I've seen, you know, his grave will heal some. Claudia says, mm-hmm. I need to go. She's always calling me. She's like, you need to go. So I'm making yeah. excuses. Like, you need to go. And I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. Like, one day. 
Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, um, I just think that being able to speak to him one more time would have mm-hmm. been good. Um, obviously, healing is just the process that I just can only trust in God. Yes, um, trust in God to to definitely work within me. Um, you know, and, and I don't know. It's just so hard. Like I feel like yeah. once I see his grave, I'll be mm-hmm. like, I can, I can, I'm able to say a few last things to him. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I completely understand. Um, and then the next question I wanted to ask you was. Um, what is one Bible verse that you hold dear to your heart? And, you know, obviously in general or regarding to your testimony? You know, um, Psalms 139. Okay. Uh, specifically like 13 through 18. Uh, mm-hmm. Those words, those words mean a lot. Uh, there was times where, you know, the enemy would put certain things in my, in my mind that I you know, those words from my dad telling me I didn't value him yeah. were constantly repeated in my head. And I know that those that was just the enemy attacking. Mm-hmm. And um, those words, you know, um, and, that, and that psalm is just like, wait a minute, God created me. Yes. Because, you know, he created me. Because he created me, I, I'm not junk. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I have, a, I, there's a purpose, you know, and in those... You know, he needed, he knitted me in my mother's womb. Yes. I was wonderfully made. Like how Mm -hmm. huge is that? Yes. You know, like Mm -hmm. he designed, he like took his time with me. He Mm -hmm. made me with love and, and, um, I don't know, you know, he loved me before I was even born. Exactly. That's just that when I, when I read that, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like the father of fathers loved me. Like, Mm -hmm my creator my creator created me Mm -hmm. to be wonderful to be fearless to be i'm i'm okay like that's special to me like i'm constantly like okay like that's like my boost Mm -hmm. that's wonderful that's great um my next question for you is how were you able to like honor your parents when you when you felt that they like especially now like when you don't feel well no in the past because i'm sure like I don't know how to explain this. Like growing up, you know, they, you were getting hurt by your mom, hurt by your dad, but like, how were you able to honor them still? So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing um, where I'm, well, I guess my question is, you know, were you Christian? Did you become a Christian after um, Claudia had met Pastor Edgar or? No, when, when Claudia started going to church, mm-hmm. she brought all of us. Okay. And this was, I was super young. I was, you know, way before yeah. my mom yes. left and I was mm-hmm. about five. So I was raised in church technically. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't become technically a pastor's kid by then, but mm-hmm. I was raised in church. Um, yeah. The minute she started going, it was like, where she's bringing all of us. Yeah. So how were you able to like so, honor your parents? Um, Claudia, <laughs> she was yeah. always reminding me. She would always tell me these words. Mm-hmm. One day you're going to be a mom. Wow. <laughs> and and now I totally get it. Yeah. You know, you're not perfect. You can be the mom. You can think you're the best mom, mm-hmm. but you always make mistakes. You know? Exactly. Yep. You she would always tell me, Ale, you're gonna be a mom one day. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Like if I felt like my mom didn't deserve something, um, a certain privilege. She would be in the back of my ear. Remember, you're going to be a mom one day. (laughs) And I would say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And 
she's at the end of the day, she's my birth mom. Mm -hmm. And I have to give her, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of still struggle with that. Yeah. Um, you know, at my daughter's births, I didn't, she was there, but I, I wanted Claudia at my side and I don't know if, you know, there's certain things that I'm just like, she, I, I can't give her a certain privilege, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I respect her and she respects me and that's okay. cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I still love her. I still, I still honor her, um, as my mom, yeah. you know, I, we respect each other and, and my dad, I always did, even when he would threaten me, I'd be like, okay, like, you know, just, yeah. I just, I just knew that one day I was also going to be a parent. Yeah. Um, and you know, no parent is, is perfect. It's so perfect. at the end of the yep. day, yeah, you just, you just honor them. That's good. Um, my next question is as a mother, like how are you going to teach your girls to honor and extend mercy to their grandparents? So in this case, your grandmother, well, your mom, my mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, after um, everything you've been through, like you know my what? dad, my dad didn't get, never got to meet my girls since yeah. he, uh, was in speaking to us when my first daughter was born and then he passed mm-hmm. before my other one. Um, but my mom, every time she's around, I always make sure that my daughter, um, it was, you know, respect her. Yeah. Um, that but I don't force, like, I don't, I don't want to force them to do anything that they don't want to do, you know? Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, uh, Amelia is the oldest. I mean, Emily's still young, but Amelia, you know, she's very loving. So when she's, around my mom my mom's the type of person that comes with like all these gifts for her I bought you you know all this and stuff and Mm -hmm. and Amelia loves it and I'm like okay you know go give abuela a hug I always make Mm -hmm. sure that you know and then that she just is loving to her and at the end of the day that's her grandma exactly the way she's my mom that's her grandma yep and um you know she shows she shows nothing but love towards my daughter okay so I can't really tell my daughter, you know, don't, this is, don't treat her a certain way, treat because she treated mm-hmm. me a certain way, you know, exactly. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. she loves her, you know, they love each other. And that's, that's, and, and my mom being, making it down here for their births and their baby showers is so big to me. Yeah. Because she didn't have to, yeah. you know, knowing the place she would be in, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that I, you know, who would get that, yeah uh that that the one baby next to me would wouldn't be her mm-hmm. and still making it and still taking that yeah. i gotta i gotta give it to her exactly yeah. you know i gotta make sure okay you know what you weren't there for me but you came down for their showers you mm-hmm. cooked for their showers you mm-hmm. you were present you came for their births you were there the day you know the the, the day i gave birth to my girls you were there yeah. at my side you know, um, mm-hmm. actually, one of the big things I, I have um, that I will always be uh, forever grateful is that my, my Amelia was premature. Mm-hmm. And um, we were so scared. She was six weeks early. Oh, wow. And my water had broken, and it was almost 24 hours, and I wasn't dilating. And I remember, like, being so scared because they were talking C-section now. Yeah. She was in there for too long. I was low on fluids, and they were just like, okay, you know, we're going to make the C-section talk. And not nothing against it, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's not what I wanted. Exactly. And um, mm-hmm. 
my mom came around and she's like are you okay and I was like mommy I don't want a c-section and she's like let's pray she puts her she you know she lays hands on me with my grandma and they start praying kid you not seconds later the doctor's like let's check you I think you're ready and sure enough I was ready so it's just like little things like that that you know I'm forever grateful and 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 for that you know for her being at their births um you know it just shows to me that she's there and she loves my kids yes and and my kids have to love her back that's 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 grandma that's abuela (laughs) yep that's beautiful that's awesome thank you how has um your past changed you as a mother so i'm sure that what you went through you know obviously it's as a mother it changes your whole perspective so how has that changed you the goal was always to have a family yeah I, even when I hated to get disciplined at home, mm-hmm. I knew that, like, how do I put it in the right, like, I knew that they were only guiding me towards getting married with, yeah. you know, getting married, leaving, leaving their house married and going having kids, you know, like living yeah. my life. And, mm-hmm. and, and that was the goal. The goal was to obey, get married and go and have kids. Like I didn't want to go off and just have kids. Like, you know, it, yeah. the goal was always to find a man that that loved me and you know, accepted me, accepted mm-hmm. my past, accepted my family, my lifestyle, get married and and give my kids a home. Yeah. And um and now that I have kids, you know, now raising them I try to constantly remind them that mommy's here. Mommy loves them. Um, you know, my daughter is constantly asking me for hugs. And to me, and that, you know, it's, it's to me, it's big that she, I'm here to give her those hugs, you yes. know. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and setting an example. Setting, I didn't have that, you know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't. you know, just, I wasn't, I didn't have that example. And, um, but just taking you know, just taking and knowing that I have to first trust in God and being being an example to my daughters of of what a godly woman is, a, mm-hmm. a you know, to respect, yep. to love, to serve, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we're raising our girls in church. My my daughter loves to be in danzas in church, <laughs> um, and importantly, giving them stability. Yes, absolutely. Stability, you know, all these places I named that I lived, like, I go back and I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, I lived in so many places. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't know what we were going to call home next mm-hmm. and for how long. And, yeah. um, you know, giving them a home, you know, giving them a home where they're safe, where they're loved, where they're protected, where there's a mommy and a daddy, mm-hmm. you know, a just they're safe. They're, they're, they're that they're safe here. Um, my you know, the only place my daughter has moved is from the house where she was born to the house that we live in now. And, and that's it. This is for our forever home now. So, yeah. she, you know, it's just giving her stability, giving her, you know, uh, a happy marriage, you know, working on my marriage, um, putting God first, because that's important. That's what my parents didn't have, you know, yes. and um, mm-hmm. for, the, for my girls to be able to see that mommy, daddy love each other and love them you know, and that we respect each other, you know, as a couple, uh, that we 
communicate just little stuff that mm-hmm. you know that I didn't get to see um exactly. you know my daughters um actually we have this my daughter hates um that my husband gives me if I'm if I'm my husband's last kiss before he goes to work she gets upset oh my god <laughs> she has to be his last kiss like you know but is she seeing that we're all just loving on one another mm-hmm. you know and yes and that daddy loves mommy but daddy also loves her mm-hmm. you know and and just stability how important yeah. is that that is <laughs> like, so important wow yeah that's beautiful and then the last question that I have for you is um what advice can you give to someone who is dealing with like rejection or abandonment, you know, from a parent, a garden, guardian? Well, we said this always, you know, that even when you don't see it, God's there. Yes. God is there. And, and it's, it, it's bigger than what it seems like it is. He's there. He's mm-hmm. there all the time and, and he's protecting us. And no matter who rejects us, you know, he, he doesn't, we actually, do the opposite. We reject him. We push exactly. him away. Yep. You know, we do it to him, but at the end of the day, you come running to him and he's there with arms open. Like mm-hmm. come to me, you know, he's he's always there. And the toughest, the hardest, the he's there at all times. Um mm-hmm. I you know, growing up, you you don't realize it. Um, you know, that I didn't realize how he was always looking out for me, but he used he used so many people. Mm-hmm. you know yep. to protect me um you know and and yeah he's always there I mean I, of course it's important you know to to have a mom and a dad but we have something bigger and something greater and that's God Amen. and his love and his Amen. love you know Amen. that's beautiful thank you you know I, um a couple of things that I, I had also kind of like I wanted to share um, is the, the word of God says in Hebrews 4.15, it says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So basically, I read that verse just to say that like Jesus came to earth, you know, he went through the humanness of suffering, you know, he was rejected by his family, he by his followers, by his community, even by God himself, you know, when he asked God to take the cup away from him in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, you know, Jesus understands our pain and our sufferings. And the greatest thing is that we have God's eternal love and his unconditional acceptance, you know. Right. And, you know, he's the father to the fatherless. He's the protector of yes. the widows that the Bible says in Psalm 68, 5. You know, so if you feel rejected, you know, and these are for my listeners, you know, if you feel rejected by anyone, growing up uh, if you didn't have a mom in your life or a dad in your life or um you know rejected by others period in in any 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 way shape or form you know god's love is eternal god is there you know and he is the father of the fatherless he is there to protect you you know um yes. and he will deliver you you know out of your troubles and he um he is near to the brokenhearted and you know just cast your cares upon him call upon jesus's name and he will lift you up and he will you know heal you from from your wounds so i just wanted to share that and and i wanted to thank you alexandra for for sharing your story with us thank Um, you i just know that from here on out you're gonna just walk in boldness and continue to to use this story you know to expand the kingdom to help those that you know 
have been through what you've been through or who are currently going through what you're going through. Um, right. But I would and just wanted to thank you. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. no, no. It's just, you know, I know some don't get that opportunity mm-hmm. that I got uh, being adopted by the most wonderful people in the world. Yes. You know, some people just don't get that chance. But I believe in the midst of whatever, you know, there's, there's, there's always, you know, the love of God and, 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 you know, I, I realize that I'm so blessed to be able to have had them. Yes. You know, and, mm-hmm. and those are my parents at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> those, those, those people are the ones that I always tell my husband when they get old, you know, they're coming to live with us. <laughs> like <laughs> those are those, you know, not everybody is so blessed. And, and I, and I have mm-hmm. to take that. I have to take that. And I, I realize that I'm beyond blessed and loved you know, that I was mm-hmm. able to get that opportunity to be adopted by them. Yes. That's beautiful. Well, there you have it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I want to oh. thank you, Alexandra, for sharing your story um, and for joining me on Benevolence. It's, thank you. Uh, I know that this is just the beginning for you, girl. You're a blessing to me. You're a blessing to others. And I just want to thank you for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's definitely a... Uh, nerve-wracking but it was good I feel good yes you did great and thank you all for tuning into benevolence where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table make sure to follow me on instagram at benevolence podcast or at i am sassy diaz to know a little bit more about me and benevolence benevolence podcast is available on itunes google play spotify tune in iheart and the stitcher app Stay tuned for our new Benevolent Wednesday feature where different women share their stories of what God has done in their life. Stay tuned for next Monday's episode of Benevolence. You don't want to miss it. Bye!